Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. And I'm excited to be back. I've been traveling around a lot well, for three weeks, seeing my some of my older children and grandchildren. So five of my children are married and four of them have four of those married couples have children and we got to be with three of those couples in the last three weeks in different parts of the country and it was really really good just to see them and touch base with them but this podcast is about helping individuals in particular helping men to really get on track with God or to stay on track with God to be held accountable trying to keep my nuggets to five to eight minutes I've been pretty bad about the five minute thing lately or maybe for a lot of the time but anyway so reading God's Word, the importance of reading God's Word, the ministry of the Word, and knowing that us men aren't always the best at reading, or often many men, not all men, but many men, don't necessarily like reading. And so it's so, so valuable to hear the Word of God, to read it if you're able to, to guide your family should God give you one. If you're married, you have a family. So guiding your wife in... Um, in the reading of the word, not necessarily reading to her, not necessarily demanding any kind of reading, uh, but just by you reading God's word is part of what we're told in scripture that we, it's good for us to do that. And it's healthy for our, for our marriage. And so regardless of how good you can or can't read, I'm trying to encourage you in that. I'm trying to whet your appetite for more and more of God's word. And we've been in Genesis and we're getting to the point of a whole lot of uh, lineage, which is important. So here in Genesis chapter 46, as he gets into the lineage of all those who he brought, that Israel, right? Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel comes from Israel, whose name used to be Jacob. God changed it to Israel. And now Israel with his 12 sons and this lineage is, is in the order of the sons per wife. So starting with his with Leah and then her maidservant and then Rachel and her maidservant. So that's the order, not the birth order of the kids to Jacob. And so as you read through that and you count them up, you have 66 persons, not counting uh, the not counting the sons, not counting which includes Joseph, but also not counting Joseph's wife and two children because they are in fact already in Egypt. So. But it, you can learn a lot from reading that. But we're gonna we're gonna go to Genesis forty six verse twenty eight, and here they are being reunited for the first time since Joseph was seventeen and his dad sent him to go check on his brothers, uh, minding the sheep. And it would have been a couple of days journey to where they would have been. And Jacob has not seen his son Joseph since, and and now Joseph is probably thirty. Three years of age, we're not altogether for sure. So here we go. It's been a long time, right? Plus, we know that Jacob or Israel thought Joseph was dead. That was a report that he'd gotten when Joseph was 17. All right, so here we go. Verse 28. He had sent Judah ahead to him to Joseph to show the way before him in Goshen. And he came into the land of Goshen. Then Joseph prepared his chariot and went up to meet Israel his father in Goshen. He presented himself to him and fell on his neck 
and wept on his neck a good while. Israel said to Joseph, Now let me die, since I have seen your face and know that you are still alive. And Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's household, I will go up and tell Pharaoh, and I will say to him, My brothers and my father's household, who were in the land of Canaan, have come to me. And the men are shepherds, for they have been keepers of livestock, and they have brought their flocks and their herds and all that they have. When Pharaoh calls you and says, What is your occupation? You shall say, Your servants have been keepers of livestock from our youth, even until now, both we and our fathers, in order that we may dwell in the land of Goshen. For every shepherd is an abomination to the Egyptians. And the chapter ends. And uh, and then it's going to go to them, Joseph and Joseph's dad meeting Pharaoh. So what's going on here? What's the lesson we can gain or what are we to know from this one is is Joseph is a normal person and Joseph seems to be a uh, can-do guy he's the get it done guy he has a task of okay my family's here now let's get them uh, let's make sure they're secure that they have a job that they have you know they have a place to stay that Pharaoh is interested in keeping them in a certain area because they're shepherds He's very task-oriented, very logical thinking. He's a strategist. And so here we go. Right away, Joseph is starts strategizing and, and giving his brothers advice on how to present themselves basically to Pharaoh so they can stay in Goshen and continue to shepherd. On top of that, we know that the Egyptians don't find Pharaoh with, don't find favor with shepherds. And so, uh, which may explain some other things, but we won't get into that as much as this. You know, whatever it is that you do, there are always going to be people who don't like what you do or don't want to do what you do, or but they might not like you because of what you do, right? So recent history, it might be that all of a sudden, if you're a police officer, you're not liked because some people don't like police officers all of a sudden. Or let's say that people think lawyers are bad, and so they don't like lawyers, and you're a lawyer. Or that they don't think um, accountants are are good, you know. Whatever it might be, you work for the IRS. Oh, I don't like you, and and so we we have in our culture we we have segments of people that we decide by what they do that we maybe don't want to eat with them, and that's not new. And so for the Egyptians, if you're a shepherd, they really don't want to eat with you. They don't. They just don't want to. Uh, taking care of the sheep, that's dirty business. You're outside all the time. You're around these stinky animals. Yeah, how about you eat in a different restaurant? How about you you not go where I'm going? How about you live in a different part of town? Nothing new under the sun. So how do we treat one another? Joseph is very wise right away pointing out the the bias or the prejudice that the Pharaoh, Pharaoh and the Egyptians are going to have toward toward them. And, but, but, but here's how we deal with it. This is what we say, but that's what we want to do. This is what we do. And this is what we want to do. And we'd like to do it in the land of Goshen where it's plentiful for our, our herds and our sheep. So what are you doing uh, about your own prejudice? What are you doing about the own, the things that maybe you have already decided about people because of what they do for a living or where they live, or what language they speak, or the color of their skin, or whatever it might be, to examine that and to realize that we do have those things in our culture. We are, we are, 
the human race. And so as humans, how can we, and especially as Christians, how can we get better at being a people that love others? It doesn't mean we, we promote what they're doing. We may not promote what they're doing at all. We may disagree with what they're doing altogether, but we can still love them, pray for them, care for them. And be ready to help them in their time of need, right? So that's that's what we're called to do, to be salt and to be light in this world. And and so that's part of what I'm getting out of the end here of Genesis 46 as we get ready to go into or the end of chapter 47. Actually, I think it was 47. Did I say 46 at the beginning? I may have. Let me, let me just uh, go back here and correct myself while I'm still recording. Uh... Yeah, it was 46, the end of 46. But I think on the, when I wrote up that last podcast that I said it was Genesis 47. So I'll have to go back and edit that. All right. Well, I hope you guys have a great day and we will talk to you soon. God bless.